are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Go with me to 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. I want to read you a passage that Paul wrote to Timothy and will be sort of a launching point for what we're going to share with you. In 1 Timothy 4, verse 1, Paul said, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now I'm going to talk to you in this session about does God create evil? Or we could call it doctrines of devils. You know, sometimes people say, well, you know, God created evil, and so God is working both ends against the middle, so to speak. He tempts us with evil, but it's contrary to the Word of God. Now, I know of a certain individual in a certain state that I don't know how I got on his mailing list, but somehow I started getting some literature from him. And his whole ministry seemingly is centered around trying to prove that God creates all evil. And he always deals with all of the scriptures in the Bible that says an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul and that God created evil and that God is the one that perpetrates all evil. Well, now, you know, a guy like that, his elevator don't go all the way to the top. But yet he's confusing a lot of people. And I've had people to write me and send me some of his literature and say, Brother Caps, what about this? And the Lord's been dealing with me about doing some teaching along this line because, you know, if you just let those things go, there'll be a lot of innocent people distorted in their thinking because it does raise some valid questions. So we want to talk about that this morning. We could call this refuting doctrines of devils. Or we could call it, does God create evil? I want us to read one of the scriptures that this fellow uses in his teaching, and that is in Isaiah, the 45th chapter. Now, let me say some things about this, just some preface before we get into it, because it's important that we understand under the Old Testament, people believe that everything that happened came from God. That is the general census of people under the Old Covenant. That's why Job said what he did. The Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, it's certainly true that Job said that, but what Job said certainly was not true. And you only have to read the first chapter of Job to find out it wasn't true. You see, it was the devil that did those things. Somebody said, well, God allowed it. Well, now that's a different story. You see, God will allow anything you will allow. And when you study Job's situation, he said in the third chapter, the thing I've greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I was afraid of has come unto me. So he was highly developed in his fears. And if you want to know what he was afraid of, see what happened to him. That's what he was afraid of. Everything that happened to him. And Job finally said, he said, teach me and I'll hold my tongue. He finally figured out his tongue had something to do with it. Then in the 42nd chapter of Job, it says God turned the captivity of Job. Now, if God turned the captivity, he sure didn't have him captive, did he? Satan had him captive. And if God turned the captivity of Job, that means that Job had Satan captive, didn't it? 
If Satan had Job captive and God turned to captivity, then Job learned some things that turned the situation around. And what God did for Job was gave him twice what he ever had. Well, somebody said God turned Job over to the devil's hands. No, God said he's already in your hands. See, fear put him there. Now, under the old covenant, the Bible is written in this manner. And it's hard to get people to understand that because of the way that words and meanings have changed today. But Dr. Robert Young, who is one of the foremost authorities on the Hebrew language, in his book on hints to Bible interpretation, he says that under the Old Covenant, many things are attributed to God that God allowed to come to pass. In other words, there was not, he says, in the Hebrew language... There was not a word, or in the English language, one of the two, I forget just how he said it now. There was not a verb that you could translate the Hebrew into the English in the exact sense. So it was translated in a causative sense when it should have been an allowing sense. In other words, God allowed evil. He allowed these things to come to pass, but God didn't create it. But it is attributed that God did it, see In many places in the Old Testament, you'll find that it says that God did this and God did that. It said, I'll put all these diseases upon you. Well, God is not the perpetrator of sickness and disease. So people reading that, not having an understanding of that, come up with a distorted image of God. That's why that people get all confused over in the New Testament then about Paul's thorn in the flesh. He said, well, God gave Paul a thorn in the flesh and he wouldn't heal him. So I guess he won't heal me. Well, see, that kind of thinking breeds doubt and unbelief and false ideas and it gives you a false image of God. God is a good God. John 10.10 is the dividing line of the Bible. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Not that you might have disease and it more often. Not that you might have troubles and it more profound. Not that you might have lack and it more abundantly, but that you might have life. And you see, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now see, if you study only the Old Testament, you will get a distorted image of God. Because the Old Testament was shadows and types. And the Old Testament is many times their assessment of what happened, you see. And because of the translation, the way it was translated, it gives you the wrong idea of what God was like. This is why that it was hard for Jesus to come and begin to teach the children of Israel, in fact the Jews, that God was their loving Heavenly Father. They couldn't understand that. They saw Him as a fire-breathing, wrath-breathing God. But when you understand that God's word was out, you see, under the old covenant, his word was out. It was the law of works. If you didn't obey the law, brother, the curses came upon you and it was translated into the English language that God put them on you. But now I'll give you an example of what I'm referring to and it'll help you understand it. See, many people are crippled in their prayer life because of the false ideas that they get from the Old Testament and because they don't have an understanding of the scripture. You see, they get the idea that, well, God is the one that sends troubles my way. For instance, the children of Israel. Serpents came among them, bit them, and they died in the wilderness. But if you'll go back and check upon what happened before that, God said to the children of Israel, 
I'm going to allow to come to you, and now it's translated do to you what you say in my ear. And there again, that's in an allowing, should have been an allowing sense. That was God's scripture for Mark eleven twenty three of the Old Testament. You're going to have what you say. And they started saying, we're going to all die in the wilderness. And snakes came among them and bit them and they died. In fact, it says God sent fiery serpents among them. Well, now let's just ask ourselves this question. If they had obeyed God and done what God said, would the serpents came among them and bit them? No. It was their disobedience then that brought the serpents, wasn't it? See, disobedience brings the curses. Now, God said this is the way it is. It's going to happen just exactly like you say. The curses are out there. You're going to be naming your own curses. And they call for them. We're going to die in the wilderness. And snakes began to obey their words and came and bit them and they died by the thousands. But God made a way for them to escape that judgment, you see. Now, another thing you need to understand is that God calls many things evil that is like punishment and judgment. God speaks of it in the scripture many times as being evil. In fact, I'm thinking now, if I'm not mistaken, God said about Moses when Moses came and said, Now, God, you're not going to kill these people. God said, Just move aside. I'll destroy them and I'll make a great nation out of you. See, judgment upon them, punishment because of their disobedience. And Moses said, no, you're not going to do that. And if I'm not mistaken, it said God repented of the evil that he had thought to do. Well, he's talking about judgment or punishment, see. So when we talk about evil in the scriptures, it means many different things. So if you understand that the curses were there and God's word was out, he said, it's going to happen just like you say. And they said, we're going to die in the wilderness. Then it wasn't God that set it in motion. It was them that set it in motion, see. And if you get a distorted image of God, people are crippled in their prayer life then because they think that God is the perpetrator of evil. And then for somebody to come up and say that God is the one that created evil, then they're under bondage all of their life and they'll reap the results of what they believe. I mean, it opens the door to the devil. But thank God we're going to go through the scriptures in these sessions and share with you that God is not the creator of evil. Read with me in Isaiah, the 45th chapter. In verse 7, it says, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, you see, here's a scripture that if you take it the way most people take this scripture, it violates 99% of the rest of the Bible. Now, when you find a scripture that says something that has so many other scriptures that directly contradict it, there's something wrong somewhere. We've got the wrong understanding of it. We've got the wrong interpretation of it. There's something missing in the translation. Don't let something like that throw you. Because... God does not contradict himself. But in translation, and some of the word changes down through the years, there's ideas that are portrayed under the old covenant that are just simply not true. Just simply not true. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week we're offering CD offer number 7249. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19 entitled Scriptural Balance to Hard Sayings. 
you know, you hear some people say, well, you know, the Bible says. Well, it may be a statement in the Bible, but you need to check it out to make sure that it's used in the context. And if there are other scriptures that would refute that. A classic example of scriptural balance to hard sayings is in 2 Samuel 24.1. It says that the Lord moved David to go number Israel. It says the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel because he moved David against them to say go number Israel. Well, God told him not to number Israel, the fighting men, and this is contrary to what we know of the scripture. Well, when you go to 1 Chronicles 21.1, makes it very plain that it was Satan that stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. It specifically states, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. But you see, if he only took 2 Samuel 24, 1, you would think, well, God moved him to do it. And then he sent judgment on him because he did it. And this is why it's so important to study, to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So a scriptural balance to hard saying. This series will give you insight in how to determine whether it's scriptural or not scriptural, some of the things that the word seems to say. I believe this will answer most of the questions you'd have about hard sayings in the Bible. That's offer number 7249, scriptural balance to hard sayings. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.